Thank you for downloading this week's episode of PR Week's Coffee Break. For more episodes, visit PRWeek.com. Hello, welcome to Coffee Break. It's Steve Barrett here, the Editorial Director of PR Week. Welcome to another show. We've got uh, Steve Hirsch with us this week, who's the CEO and uh, co-founder of Hirsch Leatherwood, a new agency. So Steve, welcome to Coffee Break. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me, Steve. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So tell us a bit about the firm. You uh, set it up with your partner, both former SJR and H&K agency execs, and about 18 months you decided to go out on your own and set your own thing up. So tell us why you did that and what the what the offer is over at Hirsch Leatherwood. Yeah, absolutely. So about 18 months ago, uh, as you mentioned, Evan and I split off from our, our WPP world with the idea being we, we wanted to create a team of generalists that were a little bit more versatile, a little bit more agile than your average communications team. My background is largely in media relations and PR. Evan's background was more content thought leadership. And our idea was, what if you could have a small team of, of nimble, versatile generalists who could all create strategy, all develop content, and all play stories? So no matter who your uh, account team is at Hirsch Leatherwood, everyone's able to do all of those things. It creates efficiencies within the product. It creates a little bit more value for the end product and also keeps employees a little bit more engaged from day to day. So yeah, that's the idea. And now SJR was obviously very focused on content. It was kind of a split. It split off from H&K, didn't it? And with a very specific offer. Are you doing similar things to to that and uh, and just doing giving it your, your own take? Yeah, it's um, it's it's not dissimilar from, you know, may, maybe the marriage that H and K and SJR could have had. Um, it's <laughs> effectively we, as as media relations and content become equally weighted as important for communications teams, we think agencies need to mirror that reality. The agencies that I, I largely grew up were big media relations teams with small, tiny add-on content teams. And uh, the reality is you need that big content team to generate the kind of awareness that brands are looking for today with traditional PR still playing an extraordinarily important role, but it's more of a credibility role versus an awareness role. And so we've built our team to, to reflect that. You started up Right in the bang smack in the middle of COVID. How was that? Did you have a physical space? Were you all working virtually to start with? And what, what's your sort of vision for the future in terms of working together and, and the future of work and how the agency will exist? Yeah, we we started remotely, which was uh, certainly had its own challenges. Um, about six months ago, we opened up our, our New York office in Midtown, which is great. We, we have a, a few people that are working remotely throughout the country and will continue to certainly first and foremost hire the people that are, are the best talent. Um, if they happen to be in New York, that's great. If they happen to be somewhere else, that's fine too. Uh, we're, we're really all about just, just investing in the best talent that we can find. And yeah, we're going to do a little bit of experimenting. Uh, th- this week, we're starting a new Summer Friday policy where half our team will have every other Friday off. Um, so we'll see if that hopefully reduces burnout. I think it could create some more efficiencies uh, throughout the week. And uh, no, I'm, I'm excited for the potential benefits that it has. And you know, as far as the future of work... This this industry is changing. 
PR, uh, the, the service that PR and communications firms have for uh, for brands is changing, and we're going to continue to experiment and, and integrating different kinds of programs just to make sure we can get the most out of our team that we can. Agencies are trying all sorts of things. Obviously, talent, it's a talent business. It's a people business. You want to hire the best and keep the best, but we've seen the big resignation. We've seen turnover rates in our agency business report of you know 40% in some places, even more. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Have you thought of, I mean, we've seen other agencies, for example, trying a four-day working week. You know, everyone's trying to be different, but what, what what's your take on it as someone who's, Starting from scratch, really, you don't have to, you know, turn around a big tanker that's got lots of um, ingrained habits. So uh, how, how are you thinking about that? I think most importantly, at the end of the day, you need to set yourself up in a way where no matter what time, what time of the day or week a client is, is contacting the agency, there needs to be someone stationed there to, to meet that need and request. So when it comes to things like a four-day work week, you know, that will certainly be something that we want to try on a rolling out basis. Uh, I think ultimately the, the idea of agencies completely shutting down 20% of the week, that might still be a, a longer way away, but certainly coming up with, with different uh, arrangements and schedules to get staff just right, more regular time off um, and, and more regular uh, just space in their brain to uh, de-stress a little bit. Um, you know, when, when you're working on four, five, six accounts, as many people in, in agencies are, uh, things can get very cluttered very quickly. And uh, we, you know, we actually earlier in the year when we had a couple of uh, mental health days that, that we gave to to the firm, we actually even saw in those weeks just after the difference in energy capacity, um, you know, bandwidth and all of that, that people uh, had when coming back. And, and I think if you do that on a recurring basis, you give people a little bit more time to, to recharge that that the long term benefit is is quite valuable. One thing I keep hearing at the moment is empathy hours. So I'm not sure what that involves, but it sounds an, another uh, variation on that theme. And you're right, mental health and avoiding burnout is crucial, isn't it? But when you put it like that, 20% of the week, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, a good good point because a client's going to look at it and say, well, hang on, you're only working four days a week. Maybe I should uh, cut the fees by 20% or something like that. You know, and, um, sometimes the clients must look at their agencies and think, which world are they living in? You know, where everybody else is doing five days and, and working hard every day of the week. So that's a good perspective that, you, uh, that you, you're bringing up there. What about the type of work you're doing, type of clients you've got? I know uh, you have some thoughts on the tech scene down in Miami, the really fast-growing scene that's, uh, that's very interesting. And, Talk, talk us through that a little bit. Largely, you'll you'll find us in in tech, media, finance, healthcare. Um, we're we're relatively industry agnostic, but those are the spaces you'll see us show up most in. Uh, as far as Miami, yeah, we have definitely seen uh, a bit of an explosion down there, um, which I'm sure others have have noticed too. 
even when the companies aren't necessarily based in Miami, I would say a lot of our client contacts tend to be in Miami these days. Um, you know, it, it used to be for, for a couple of years, I was flying out to San Francisco every week. Now I feel like I'm going to Miami every couple of weeks. So I know that Toronto is is an upcoming tech hub as well. We're starting to see some, some more growth there. I think the overall message is that technology is it certainly does not exclusively sit in Silicon Valley anymore. It's in Austin, it's in LA, it's in Miami, it's in it's in Toronto. And the idea is you need to be able to uh, accommodate clients everywhere and, um, and and be able to to sit in different spots. So um, yeah, no, we're we're definitely seeing a little bit more of a fragmented landscape in terms of where people are these days. I think you've worked out in California, haven't you, earlier in your career? So you've got a good perspective on the East and West Coast. And um, what, what do you think about it? Is, is California in danger of, or San Francisco in danger of alienating, you know, what was once, it was, it was the place for tech, wasn't it? But it feels like, you know, the, the people are looking for somewhere new to do business, you know, whether it is Texas or whether it is uh, Florida. Yeah, I, you know, I think that, there will always be opportunities for innovation. I think. I think if uh, companies are are exiting the confines of of Sand Hill Road, um, you know that's that's okay. That's healthy. Uh, I, I I think we've certainly seen over the last few years. Um, you know, uh, with a company like Amazon trying to fi- figure out where where its new H2 headquarters are going to be, right? Uh, they, they ended up in, in Virginia. You're, you're going to see a lot more companies end up in a lot of different areas. Um, we certainly are excited by that. We think that's uh, very positive for just general community growth and not having everything so fixated in, in a couple of places. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we think that's a good sign for innovation. It certainly democratizes access to talent. The pandemic was already doing that simply because you could work from anywhere. And now that you're really able to do that and identify and inspire innovation from anywhere, it, it really opens the doors to, to pulling in the best people and creating brands and, and change that will last. In New York, I think, you know, we're comp- it's a very competitive talent market. You, you know, TikTok seems to be hiring everyone at the moment. You've got Google, you've got Facebook, you've got a bit of Amazon. So it is competitive. What What is the sell, if you like, for coming to work for Hirsch Leatherwood? And, um, you know, how are you getting talent and what sort of people are you looking for? Yeah, when when we went out to start Hirsch Leatherwood, uh, one of the big topics that Evan and I kept going back to was how much agency lifestyle was typically characterized by by burnout, right? I certainly experienced it. Evan certainly did. Um, I think a few of the people that that work for us now uh, have experienced that. And we wanted to create a culture uh, and an agency and and a setting uh, where it it maybe it's realistic to you go through your entire day without constant fire drills. Maybe you don't work every single Saturday and Sunday. Uh, you know, uh, Hirsch Leatherwood is now my uh, my fifth agency. It's it's the first one where even I'm not working regularly on, on Saturdays and Sundays. And, you know, in, in the spirit of keeping employees engaged from a day-to-day basis, I spoke about our, our generalist model, which has people developing strategy, creating content, placing stories every day. That uh, inherently makes our our staff's days more interesting. Uh, it's not someone just crank, cranking out blog posts for a company corporate page. It's not someone just 
pitching every reporter under the sun uh, uh, until, you know, uh, until there are no more reporters left. We really try to have people play all of those different roles on every team that they're on. That both allows them to become more versatile as an employee and it allows them to remain engaged and have their day-to-day be pretty routinely different. Um, and, and that's really where, from a culture standpoint, we think we're different and differentiating ourselves a bit. Yeah, I think you make a great point. You know, when you if you're working seven days a week, you might be earning good money, but you're, uh, at some point you're just like, what am I doing this for? You know, <laughs> and the, and the, the lifestyle and people have self-reflected, haven't they, over the last couple of years on so many things. So I absolutely agree uh, with you. So uh, just to finish up then, what would your advice be to someone? Well, I was going to say, actually, we had Lou Hoffman from the Hoffman Group on Coffee Break a few weeks ago, and he's he recognized that because they did a company survey, and they actually reduced the number of, account, of accounts that people were working on because they felt that they were having to juggle too many things, which is something you alluded to earlier. So that was that was interesting as well. Just finally, what would your advice be to someone setting up their own firm and uh, at this time? And, uh, you know, you don't seem to have any regrets. So presumably you feel it was the right thing to do. Yeah. The best advice I would have is invest in talent. We really work very hard at recruiting the, the absolute best and the brightest uh, for Hirsch Leatherwood and, and the, the dividends that that has already given, you know, the, the fact that uh, 18 months in, we're, we're at 20 people, we're sitting here in, in an office. It definitely validates my belief that in investing in talent can go quite a long ways. And certainly when you uh, look at the the potential uh, market outlook in, in the economy as people are talking about. I think investing in talent will uh, become even 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 more crucial and, and uh, important for building out a team, building out a culture, and attracting long term growth. I don't want to get you to give away your special source, but I mean, is there one tip on on the talent front that's been particularly good for you, or one sort of technique for getting those great people? How do you go about doing that? It's it's not dissimilar from the idea of, that we spoke about a few minutes ago around creating an environment for people that is just pretty starkly different from a typical agency. When we speak to candidates and we tell them, you know, not that many late nights, not that many weekends, I won't say none, because obviously we have some, but they're hard pressed to uh, believe us at first. <laughs> uh, and then when they start, they really see, oh, if, if it turns out that uh, everyone is doing a little bit of everything and we all uh, are, are going towards the same common goal, we don't have people stranded on, on Saturday nights uh, busting on a new business proposal, it really does, does work. Uh, we have, have found that our talent really responds well to just an environment where they, they have the ability to go out for a walk in the middle of the day. They can take vacation and, and know that they won't be bothered. Um, and they also know that they'll be given uh, a groundswell of opportunities to be able to uh, ele- elevate their abilities as a communications professional. Amen to that. And uh, good continued good luck, Steve. Great to uh, find out more about your firm. And thanks for joining us on Coffee Break. Thanks so much, Steve. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Coffee Break. For more episodes, visit PRWeek.com.